Hello, 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 and welcome back. <clears throat> to the miscellaneous debris podcast, I apologize. I was trying to do a little, but I actually had a little something. Anyway, apologies. The miscellaneous debris podcast with me, Mad Chatter, Brian MK. That's right. Fix the screen a little bit. Welcome back to the pod. Hope you've all been well since we last potted. Yeah. Hope you have. It's, it's, it's been good here. The Madhouse MK. Another uneventful week, like last week. Another week uh, that lacked the chaos that had been ever so present in my life as of recent. But that is gone, at least for the past couple of weeks. But it's given me a chance to recoup. Kind of spoke about it last week. Re- recoup a little bit. And uh, re-energize the batteries, recharge the batteries, you know. But also to kind of sort some mental stuff out. Because I, I really have been, to be honest, madcaps, struggling a little mentally. And... Um, you know me, I'm more than happy to open up about stuff, but I'm not going to go into great detail because a lot of it still figuring out myself, but I know one thing that I and my wife, my kids, things are fine. We have roof over the heads, food to eat. So not too much to complain about in that regard. So in most respects, life is good, and it's been especially good. Not, not to be uh, crazed with shit lately. As Marshawn Lynch says, take care of your mentals. Mm-hmm. And as you saw, well, if you're watching the YouTube version, not just listening to the pod, you might have seen me come in with this magic wand. It's actually the Snape's wand. Yes. Played by Alan Rickman. See, I had saw something recently on Twitter in the fantasy community. People speaking ill of Harry Potter. Saying the movies are horrible. Now, don't get me wrong. Those first couple of movies, I get it. But the ones after that, I think they were talking about the third one, which is one of my favorite ones. Here's the bottom line. Fine if it's not your cup of tea. And we don't need to get started on the author because she's something else. Not in a good way, you know. But uh, to me, great stories, great fucking idea in general. There's a magic world and a magic school for wizards in which that's totally awesome. So I'm a big fan. I was a denier for many years and uh it was in my sobriety that i finally was like okay because my brother's a big fan he was like yeah check. so i did and became a huge fan to be honest really a big fan once you get past it for me is getting past the first couple of books the first couple of movies because they are very you know pg young etc you know, felt for younger audience, but it just get better and better. I, I love the love the story. Um, 
there's definitely some of the movies could have been better, but I think some of them were really good. So I, I don't know. I don't understand why people complain. I just don't get it. I dig me some Harry Potter. Turn my wife into a Harry Potter fan. That's right. <laughs> but she, she and I, uh, one of our nightly routines, hanging out, smoking a little, watching some some uh, ridiculousness and uh, shows in general we have a few different ones we watch but we're very fond of the ridiculousness and uh we like to show each other videos that we you know we come across and save on social media or whatever and um it's just kind of our nightly hangout thing but she was showing me this one well it was a german video and it's got sad noise in the background. Little girl looking ragtag from a broken down home, talking about she's hungry because it's in German, but they've got the captions on. And then towards the end of the commercial, says blah blah blah. Americans live in poverty. Like what? Is this a fucking parody? Like, what, what, is this is this is for funny, right? This is for funny. That's what this is. This is for funny. And the lady that's posting this video goes, "I'm saying this is bullshit. I had to look into it for myself. I looked into it for myself. Holy shit! You're trying to tell me this is written? Now I can't verify whether this is real or not. But." It's insane. And it is a reminder of some of the, it, like, that's just one of many issues in this fucking country that a lot of people don't want to look at. Let's face it, there's half the country that, you know, if you've got so many issues with this country, you just leave. You just leave. You go somewhere. Yet their slogan is, make America great again. <laughs> like, the hypocrisy. It's, it's, it's insane. But, it, 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 you know, there are a lot of issues in this country. And it's a reminder of that. And the division that keeps us from attaining betterment for us all as a society. I mean, you look at the juries, the big time juries going on, not juries, uh, trials going on right now, right in the house. And the Arbery, Mod Arbery, the, the juries, mostly white. Right? Surprise, surprise. This is, this is, are we truly able to get justice in that way? Because it, if this country was true, that wouldn't be a problem, would it? But it is a problem. And we've seen that it's, it, it, it just, it bothers me because for half the country, it's completely acceptable that there's only white juries. Half the country, and maybe it's less, maybe it's a little less, believe Mr. Kyle was not in the wrong, it was self-defense. 
And, you know, it's just, it's sickening. And that side, and again, coming from a guy who up until a handful of years ago, really, when shit really changed, up until then, the chatter, mm, he was pretty, pretty independent, pretty in the middle. Thinking both y'all idiots, this two-party system is stupid, archaic. I said it a million fucking times. I know I'm, I'm surprised, surprised I'm saying it again because we're on this fucking topic again. A handful of years ago, became abundantly clear with the rise of one individual, one side, one half has a major fucking problem in my humble fucking opinion. I shouldn't even say humble in that regard because I am an asshole about this particular opinion. Not only because if you pay attention to history, if you really truly look with it, an unbiased eye, which is hard to do for people of prejudice because that's part of the reason they like Trump, right? Because that's what I'm fucking talking about, obviously. But, the, you know, if, to put that aside and just look at it for what it is, the scam artist that he is, like, it just had to be why a lot of people thought there's no way this fucking guy's gonna, oh shit. And that hypocrisy that I mentioned, that side, their hypocrisy is astonishing. I mean, the whole cancel culture thing, they were all on board canceling Kaepernick. People wanted him fired. Trump, Trump himself, when president said he should be out the country if he wants to stand for the flag. Remember that? he did get blackmailed why do you think he got a settlement from the nfl he was blackmailed and i'll be interested to see we're gonna have to review that colin kaepernick documentary when i watch it on this podcast because i'm sure it's fascinating the chances are I mean, to the best of my knowledge, if he did get this settlement from the NFL, he's probably going to be leaving some things out of this documentary, assuming he's, he's in it and, and, and whatnot. I haven't seen a lot about it. I just know there is one, and I want to check it out. But this, you see this concept where they complain about cancel culture, and then they try and do the same shit. trying to take control of women's bodies with like the abortion laws, things like that. But yet when it comes to the vaccine, my body, my choice. Even though there was a lot of Republican leaders, you know, downplaying COVID or, you know, not bringing out full information about COVID. You know, a lot of those Republican leaders and they were first in line to get the fucking vaccine. And so many on that side, anti-science. That's one that just really fucking bugs me. Like we are as advanced as we are because of science. And now all of a sudden you're not going to, and I get it. There's some random doctors out there 
they have some different beliefs about COVID. But if you, don't you list the majority of doctors, health experts, like how, how are you not, I don't get it. But a lot of it is the uneducated. Because I've said it before, we did, and it's not to try and make those who are educated, because I know plenty of smart people that have not been to college, but without some form of education, like even community college at its basic form, collegiate college, you go to community college, you're going to at least learn how to research well. And there's just certain things you're going to pick up that will help you in the future. And I've spoke a lot about the importance of research and knowing the good stuff from the bad stuff, basically. So uneducation, un the uneducated, that's a big part of it because I just sounded uneducated. <laughs> but that's part of it with the anti-science crowd. And another part of it is religion. And I've shared my thoughts and apologies if you hear there's walking around upstairs. So that <laughs> you may hear some creaking and then there's a plane flying around outside. So anyway, as you know, I record very late in the evening once the fam is asleep. So it's late on a Sunday night. That's right. Anyway. Where was I? Thought train derailed. But the religion thing, again, I've talked about it before, but I'm down with it to an extent because I do believe it helps. One thing about religion is it tries to help explain some questions, namely life after death, right? If there is anything, like what, what happens once we die? We go to heaven, reincarnated, you know, whatever it may be. So that helps ease people's minds, right? And then it can begin in the sense where it's like, hey, if you want to achieve those things, the good stuff after you die, should be good, right? But there's always been extremes in religion. And that's where shit goes haywire. The saying goes moderation. And my mom told me, a long time ago, many years ago, moderation, my son, moderation. It's true. That goes really for everything. I struggle with moderation sometimes. Eating habits, oh. And it's just insane how extreme some religion, some religious people have become in this country. And it's just, it's bothersome to an extent that religion, which to me is basically claiming to know things that they, there's no way of knowing. I did, just to me. It, and that's 
it controls so much. It has so much influence. It's bothersome to me. You got people out there. They don't want to take the vaccine. They don't want to wear masks. No, because God will protect them from COVID. But then they need guns, right? See, we're right back to hypocrisy. They need the guns. God will protect them from a deadly disease, a deadly virus, but not a burglar. Yeah, you know that that uh, the damn that, that that corona. I don't need I don't need no no mask or fuck. The mask they just they just you know they just make it hard for you to breathe. They just make it hard for you. But I don't need those damn masks. No. Now for the corona, I got God protecting me. Why well, you need guns then? Why? You know, God don't protect you from. The burglars from the bullets, from the from the bad guys. Just the invisible deadly virus. That's all. Mm. <clears throat> mm. Mm. Yeah, I understand completely. And I love how the right currently bitch about Joe Biden so much. And don't get me wrong, not the biggest fan of the guy here. Trust me, we talked about that, right? But I liked him a lot more than the other guy. But it's amazing how much love they have for Trump and the things they ignored with that motherfucker and continue to ignore. Yet... They bitch about Joe Biden's every little thing. Like he said the word Negro. He was talking about a particular player that played for the Negro Baseball League. I don't, I don't. Like that's what it was. It's shitty, but it was that way back in that time. It's kind of like, you know, the NBA. God, what was the other? ABA? I don't remember, to be honest. But before the merger, I mean, the other league was essentially considered like the Black League, you know? And that's why it's crazy. Some of these really old athletes in sports are held up in this regard. I think Tosh, Daniel Tosh has a joke about it, but how how is Babe Ruth like considered one of these all-time greats and breaking all these records when he was doing it before? Black people got to play. You know, like, that's a good point. It's a good point. Because <laughs> it's true. And not just black, but like, you look at how many Hispanic, Latino, like, there's a lot of those players in the league now. And, and I mean, I'm not big into baseball, um, but, you know, that's just... It is what it is. Same thing with basketball. I mean, basketball is the diversity brings so much to these sports, to these games. And leagues are aware of that now, you know. But it wasn't obviously always that way. But yeah, 
it just anti-science just like conspiracy theories everything like it just blows my mind but these people what they believe in and what they don't believe in and how much they believe in Trump is bothersome because if he does make it to a 2024 run, whew, we could be in some trouble because Biden's not impressing anybody. That's why we need, we need a new runner in 2024. <laughs> Come on, people. Let's get it together. Let's get the undertaker in here. And if you haven't heard my, my little chat about that, it's basically... You know, if they want to do a wrestler, forget The Rock, right? Because that, that's everybody's popular. I like to go Dark Horse. And what darker horse than The Undertaker? Because who the fuck is going to mess with America if The Undertaker is president? He's known everywhere, The Undertaker. They hold shows in Saudi Arabia, right? <laughs> No, no, Undertaker is pre- call-off operation. No, no. Undertaker is prisoner, the dead man. He is now president of America. We must not. Yes. Yeah, nobody wants to fuck with us. If the dead man is the prayers. But, surprise, surprise. More and more coming out on Trump all the time. Talking about this. Recently, I was reading about the uh, all the shit they were doing in the White House to block, like the CDC warnings and everything. Because you got to remember, <laughs> excuse me, a lot of where we're at with the with with COVID begins and ends with Trump. Because let's say Biden was in there during COVID or COVID happened during Biden and before, I guess it would have had to been before Trump because it doesn't matter what Democrat you probably put in there now uh, with the whole big lie and all of that. Trumpers were going to reject anybody. So the COVID warnings that the CDC wanted to put out he basically used the excuse, they used the excuse, they didn't want anybody to panic. But like, they started regulating, and you remember when they started regulating the messaging of COVID. That shit, if you look back on how irresponsible all of it was, it'll be gone in no time. It just... It's so bad that he even at one of his rallies got booed for bringing up the vaccine and that it was good. I just, uh, it's a dangerous place, dangerous place this country is in. And largely because of one fucking asshole, one orange racist turd with fake ass hair 
any any worries. Diapers. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't get it. They love this guy. These people love this guy. <laughs> but next week, next week, I'm gonna bring uh, a list of Trump offenses. We're gonna go th through the list of Trump offenses, my list of Trump offenses. And surprise, surprise, there's a fucking shit ton of them. That's right. And we're gonna go through, through mainly his presidential ones, mainly. But uh, yeah, that's for next week. Now we're gonna take a break and then we'll be back with news and sports. But first, a word from our sponsors. Surprise, surprise, we have none, none. That's just a joke. casting spells and whatnot. And I chose the snake wand because he was played by Alan Rickman. May he rest in power. Are we allowed to say that about white people? I'm not sure. Rest in peace. Just to be safe, I'm going to say rest in peace. It wasn't a joke. I'm really not sure. Because I see rest in power. I really like that. Rest in power. But I feel like I'm mostly seeing that from... Black people. So I don't, I, if that's like a specific thing that they've been using, I, I don't want to trample on their shit, you know? I don't like to do that. I try and be culturally sensitive as much as possible. I think it's important. But back to Snape, may he rest in peace. I think Alan Rickman, not Snape, rest in peace. Well, I guess rest in peace for Snape too, because, oh, well. Spoiler alert, he gone. <laughs> but Alan Rickman plays in a very good movie. Not sure how much uh, the younger generation would be too into the Jay and Silent Bob movies. But if you've seen Dogma, that's a really good movie, a bit apocalyptic. And uh, it's great. It's great. Alanis Morissette plays God. That's fantastic. But he basically plays an angel, the main angel. I can't remember his goddamn name. But he's one of God's dudes, you know. And uh, we're going to get into some apocalyptic movies later on. That's right. My Mad Six is on apocalyptic movies. And there's a reason for that. And we'll get into it as we go along. Because we get into the news sports section and I throw a sports in there sometimes. Because, well, I throw it in there every time because I love sports and I like to talk about sports on occasion. And this is a great section for it. And uh, a lot of times sports can give us very human stories and elements and things. So just like what I'm about to get into, also pertaining to the previous subject of COVID. A-Rod, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. 
he got to play some football. So, you know, good for him, but he can fuck off. <laughs> but they had these fines come out for the team and it just totally, it was bullshit. Very light fines and not for, and for Aaron Rodgers, it was for this Halloween party he went to because he's not supposed to do, be doing that unvaccinated. But they totally ignored all the breaking of protocol with mask wearing and things like that. So it's just very weird. But he gets back on the Pat McAfee show, the, the podcast, and basically apologizes for misleading people, but he stands by what he says. But there was also some weird parts with this one, too, because he was talk he's talking about, well, I spoke to several doctors. And I think it was Pat, Pat McAfee. He was like, Dr. Joe Rogan, Dr. Rogan, Dr. Joe, something like that. Spoke and but when it was like, who who'd you speak to? I spoke to a lot of friends that have had COVID. What? And again, this is the dude who I, I mentioned last week who said he was a free thing, independent thinker. Sorry, which is funny because for such an independent thinker, he's sure sure going a lot of different places for his opinions and, and thoughts and things like that. So, okay. And he says he's allergic to some of the ingredients in the vaccine. Maybe he is. I don't know if that's possible. And if it is, good. okay. He also said he didn't want it to affect uh, having kids or the future having kids and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was all over his ass. I was like, yeah, you know what else is going to do that? Even more so? Uh, COVID, what you got? Not going to lie. I am totally with Howard Stern on this. Just fuck all these fucking, all these assholes that are still fighting this. Fuck them. I'm, I'm over it. And over it. I'm with you. I'm with you, Howard. I don't even know what to say anymore. We'd be in such a better place. <laughs> oh, fuck. In other news, in the world news, really. And it's another topic, though worldwide. It's another topic, certain assholes deny and it's uh, the climate the cop 26 wrapped up in glasgow scotland and uh, they did strike a climate deal uh, which was basically in a nutshell aimed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions uh, by 2030 and surprise surprise it's not fucking good enough not even close the deal is not going to limit enough to keep the planet below the 1.5 degrees Celsius threshold. Okay, then, and what that is, see, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change produced this paper in 2018 after the studying research, and they noted that 
1.5 degrees Celsius would see extreme heat waves, oceans rising, and 70 to 90% of destruction of coral reefs. That sounds shitty. Have you ever seen a coral reef? They're fucking amazing. We don't want to lose these things. And fuck it getting hotter. I don't like that shit. I'll take some, like, oceans rising. Bye, Florida. Part of California, maybe. Yeah. Even worse, at two degrees, and see, and in this whole thing, and it's kind of in accordance with this Paris Climate Agreement and whatnot, but it's basically to keep it under two degrees, right? We're in a state of emergency with the climate. And it's like, we want to keep it well below two degrees Celsius and preferably 1.5, but as close to 1.5 as possible. It's like, that's not good enough. We need to be below 1.5 is what fucking smart people and scientists and all of this that know about it are saying. This is another one people want to fucking argue about, even as it's apparent. I mean, we've got glaciers melting, breaking off. We have. It wasn't too long ago. There was like an ice shelf that, that fucking came up. Part of it came up. Like there's just, this shit is insane. And that ice, it melted. Some of it could let out disease from way back. There's all sorts of crazy shit to this. But it gets hotter. I don't want it to get hotter. This shit is as much a reason to head north to like Canada <laughs> as is Trump, you know. Probably more so. It's it, it's great. So if we get to two degrees or around there, it's way worse. Like you're talking about a drastic rise in the sea level, flooding, but in then certain areas, drought. You can have several, several species going extinct. Insects are going to lose habitats. I mean, so much more. It really is. It's. It's a sad and sickening feeling because. a lot of it comes back to those in power, right? Those in fucking power. Talked about last week. And I also mentioned last week, COP26, there was more delegates there from the oil industry than the nations put together. That's, that's sickening. But that's those people in power, those, the rich, you know, like these fucking oil companies, that's how much they care. They care more about their oil and doing this to the planet than others care about it. That's what it feels like. How are we not? It's very distressing, right? 
the hopelessness that a lot of feel is real. Those in power have the power to change it, to make big differences. Not enough, but well, it saddens me for my kids. It really does. Because for their generation, they, like the question of them having children is a much different one than it's ever been, right? But if you know this planet is just getting fried, like what do you... Hmm. It's tough. It's tough. It's very... Serious topic that not enough people take seriously, and it's uh, stressful and saddening, you know? And now I've got us all down in the dumps, so we're just going to take another quick break. We're going to come back. We're going to come back for story time and my mad six. We'll be back in just a sec. And it got me. It got me good. So, for story time, I had kind of mentioned, kind of mentioned, I did mention, my kids worry about them and, and you know, the future of the planet. And part of my mental stuff is my anxiety and my worry over my kids in general. And uh, because my boys, they mean the world to me. And for story time, I'm going to talk about the birth of all three because there's some interesting stuff behind all of them. Okay. I have three boys. Four. Seven. And I want to say 21. <laughs> yeah, 21. <laughs> He's older, obviously. Now, see, he, Nathan is his name. My first, my oldest, I had him when I was in high school. I didn't have him, obviously. I didn't give birth to him, but uh, he came into my life <laughs> when I was in high school. Uh, I was a senior. He was just a little chunky thing when I graduated high school. And uh, I know he's 20. He'll be 21 in February, I believe. Is that right? No, he was born in 2000. I graduated. No, no, he's 21. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, high school parent, and it was kind of cool because the high school I went to, it was an alternative high school. And basically that's for troubled youths <laughs> because I've spoken about some of my background, my story before, but uh, 
after my parents got divorced, I kind of got into some trouble and I ended up getting expelled from school for fighting. And, and then I moved to Iowa with my dad because I originally lived in Colorado, Colorado and moved to Iowa with my dad and um, continued with the trouble basically. And I did drop out of school for a while and then found out about this alternative high school and that's where I went. <clears throat> and at one point in time, I had drawn the eyes of my oldest son's mother. And there you go. We ended up having a kid. <laughs> and it was tough. It was tough, but it matured. I, it made me mature fast. Um, and a lot of that stuff, did, a lot of what I went through early on did. But this alternative high school, there's a lot of us, you know, troubled youths there. And um, they actually built a daycare next door so that there is honestly, I mean, troubled youths, there's quite a few teen parents there. And this was great because I could take my son to a daycare I could trust every day. And it was right there. Like I would drive to school, take my son in that building, walk to the next building to go to class. It was great. But uh, yeah, that was, you know, very interesting. And then, you know, he was, the tyke when it was uh my alcohol uh, alcoholism got pretty bad and then uh, i guess he would have been i can't even remember how old <laughs> when it was super super bad but uh i finally got him to come live with me after i sobered up and that was great and then uh once he turned 18 and graduated he was off doing his own thing and uh, we moved back to Colorado. He's considering moving out here at some point, but uh, he comes out to visit often and he's doing well and, uh, you know, proud of the dude uh, because he, like I did, had to deal with some shit himself growing up. I mean, he didn't have to deal with his parents getting divorced. I mean, he, we split when he was pretty young. I figured out pretty early on, like, this is not gonna work. And there's no reason to delay the inevitable because I don't want him to experience, you know, get used to us together and then see us far. So just nip it in the bud early. And uh, <clears throat> and everything worked out. And he's just a good dude. So that's my oldest. But when he was born, complications, right? Biggest thing was... Uh, the labor took a while, but the biggest thing was when he came out, he had swallowed meconium, which is basically shit. He shit in the womb and swallowed some. Getting lungs and stuff like that, it, it's the bad business. So he was actually in the intensive care for like a week, I think, if I remember right. At least five days, four or five days, maybe six, I don't, I don't know. But it was a big deal. Like he, he, get, he was really sick and, uh, and it was tough. 
you know, you always picture you have your first, and I was young, you know, but I still grasped the significance of it. I'm having a child. This is my first dad. I'm a proud dad, and this is going to be great. Not getting to hold him or anything like that because he had to be, you know, emergencyed off. Like, ah, it's tough. Now, the other two boys are with my, my wonderful wife, who I, I often speak of. And the first that we had, Straven, and uh, it taken us a while to conceive him, but we did. And uh, his labor was crazy because it was also a very long labor. And in the middle of it, the doctor left because uh, she wanted the wife to just, um, her water to naturally break, even though she was like dilating on that shit. And <laughs> while the doctor is gone, uh, there's a tornado warning because there's a tornado in the area. We, we basically get moved from the room down and, and we're basically, it's a room, but it's like a closet. Like we got moved all around. Eventually we got taken back to our normal room. Eventually the doctor comes back in and they break the water, get the baby out. But at that point he had been in there a while when he was ready to come out. He also swallowed shit. He also swallowed shit. Two kids swallowing shit, two in a row. Huh. Who would have known? Who would figure? But fortunately, swallowing the shit, not as big of a deal nowadays. Uh, much easier to take care of, I guess. I, I don't know. But it's not the same thing. Not the concern or worry that it once was. So they got him taken care of pretty quick and he was in our arms. But we still dealt with a very long labor and a tornado. And again, shit swallowing. So then the youngest, Renly, four years old. So you got Nathan, Draven, Renly. And this one was weird because I was having some crazy dreams at that point in time during my wife's pregnancy. And uh, I had a dream where actually she died in labor and to be honest she got real fucking close that shit almost came true real life but this was another difficult labor and he like he wasn't coming out he wasn't coming out so so they had to do the c-section obviously and it just, it was rough. And everything turned out okay. But the wife did bleed a lot. And I, like, I can remember that was like in my dream. And I remember the doctor saying, or maybe it was the doctor that like something like, oh, what was it? I can't even remember specifically the words, but like, there's a lot of blood. Something like that. <laughs> like, oh, okay one of the medical professionals is saying like, oh, there's a lot of blood. Then there must be a lot of blood. So there was concern for my wife, but made it through. 
unlike in the dream, she made it through. Very nice. And it, you know, it's, it was at the time terrifying because I had had that fucking dream. And you just see these events playing out in very similar fashion to this dream. And it's, it's scary shit. So very thankful the ending was different. But then to top it off, this one also swallowed shit. Also swallowed shit. Again, not a big deal, you know. Just not a big deal with this anymore. This shit swallowing. It's just not shit swallowing's uh, not that big a deal. If you, you know, drop out some of the meconium and you swallow some shit, not a big deal anymore, I guess. It's terrifying. And many days in the ICU with my first. And then uh, by the time I got to the other two, yeah, it's just uh, no big deal at all. Swallow the shit. It's fine. But that's story time. It was more like a uh, combination of short stories. But uh, climate change got me thinking about my kids. And they really are all individually. Like I said, the oldest, he just turned out to be a good young man. Um, Draven is very intelligent, thoughtful. He likes to build things. I wouldn't be surprised if he's an engineer. And then Renly. That dude is just a ball of emotion and humor and entertainment he's just yeah he's like bam bam but he also he acts and he pretends to be characters and he and he's just he's i don't know he's something else that that uh, they're good dudes they're all good dudes and uh think their future is 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 okay but you know you have to worry if they want to have kids with those kids futures will be like it's <sighs> let's not get let's not get down again right so and which is crazy to say because <clears throat> we're going to move into <laughs> to the mad six which is actually apocalyptic movies <laughs> but that's okay these are fun these are fun um and I mentioned Dogma earlier. That's actually a really good movie. And uh, I highly recommend it if you haven't seen it. But we move on to the Mad Six and these apocalyptic movies. And I begin with number six, which is a tie. Not a tie. It's just, the, you know me, the number six kind of becomes almost like an honorable mention, right? And so I've got War of the Worlds and Independence Day because I mentioned these in like the invasion, alien invasion type movies, but that's also apocalyptic type shit, right? Especially in the vein of War of the Worlds. Like Independence Day too, right? But, you know, some scary shit. So, those are my honorable mentions, basically, because I, I already said them from, you know, recent ones. So anyway, number five. I have these two kind of tied to <laughs> Day After Tomorrow and Armageddon. So it's almost like become a mad eight, but whatever. Neither of these movies are necessarily rated very high, but Armageddon a little high. 
but they're just plain fun, right? I just love it. Uh, first of all, day after tomorrow, there's like all the different shits going on. Like <laughs> so many crazy different types of storms and disasters. And so that's fun. And I heard someone suggest it's great to watch during a blizzard. I imagine so. Armageddon, good old asteroid film. Meteor coming to Earth, asteroid. That they want to go fucking, you know, take care of this thing before it hits the Earth. Bruce Willis, Ben Affleck, Steve Buscemi, my girl Liv Tyler. Steve Buscemi, man. He is one of the best. I love that dude. Love him to death. And so Armageddon, yeah. Good stuff. Again, you know, not the greatest movies out there, but fine. Now four, Mad Max Fury Road. This shit is just pure fun. Balls to the wall. It's a blast, right? Number three, I think, is a little underrated. Probably wouldn't be on a lot of people's list. And that's Waterworld. And I really enjoy that movie because I know... a lot of people don't really care. And it's kind of a joke and a punchline because uh, what's the deal behind it? The story is supposed to be some magnificent movie and it didn't do well, or I, I can't remember, but I don't care. I fucking love it. And in part because it's so realistic as to, you know, what shit could look like. Now, I don't know how long it would look like that before, you know, I do believe it would take years upon years for the oceans to boil away, but because that's what would happen. It kind of, you know, cover everything and then start to evaporate, I guess, right? See, now I'm getting to the delirious point of the pod where, um, you know, I'm ready to uh, eat and go to sleep. So my brain just like, we're starting to get to shut down. Number two. I love Waterworld is what I'm saying. Number two, Shaun of the Dead. Zombie movie and yeah, I love World War Z. Dawn of the Dead is one of my favorites. Um, Oh gosh, there's another one. I feel like I'm leaving out zombie movie 28 days later that's very good very apocalyptic but i have to go Shaun of the dead just because it's my favorite zombie one and it's so fucking great it's so funny two seconds but number one and yeah it's it's a tv made movie or a tv series uh, the remake is and uh, regardless it's very long but it's absolutely the greatest apocalyptic story, in my opinion, and that is Stephen King's The Stand. That's right. Because this movie is not only the apocalyptic aspect of a virus that gets out of a military lab, but then turns into a battle between good and evil, a battle essentially to the death. So it's fucking great. It's fucking great. Pure apocalypse, end of world. It's just that fucking love. 
And I was thinking you could also you could also throw in there a, like Avengers Endgame. You know, Thanos trying to destroy half the world. That's very apocalyptic. <laughs> but mine is overall the stand. It's one of my favorite stories of all time. I love it. I love it to death. I might just have to start re-watching that again or watch the new one. I'm going to have to check out the new one. That's right. That's what I'll do. Maybe I'll do that when I eat and fall asleep to it. Yes, that's right. Anyway, <clears throat> that's what we got. Apocalyptic movies. I love apocalyptic movies. That's right. Okay. Thank you for joining me, Matt Cats. Much appreciated. Until next time, stay stay, stay vigilant, stay mad. I will tag it soon. So, hot off of that.